Welcome to Scalable and Saleable, where we find out what great entrepreneurs have done to scale their businesses to millions. Stay right here for the next few minutes to leverage validated methodologies for growth and create a way more scalable and a more sellable business for yourself. Let's get started. Thank you so much for being here. Um, would you mind telling our audience a little bit more about who you are and what your business is? Thank you, Jeff. Um, pleasure to be here. Uh, I have uh, started uh, either founded or co-founded a number of ventures in in uh, the U.S. and Europe and Japan over the years. Uh, some of them were even successful, so uh, I had a lot of experience there. Uh, and uh, the the current venture uh, was started in uh, 2009, so quite a while ago. It's uh, one of the leading uh, remote user experience platforms. So testing for usability and user experience around the world. We have clients in 38 countries and we've done projects in 79 countries. Um, I like to say, I, I, you know, there's the old Peter Drucker uh, phrase where he said that culture eats strategy for breakfast. Mm -hmm. I like to say user experience eats strategy for breakfast and wow. particularly so for startups. That's that's kind of mm. our, our our claim, if you will. Wow. Yeah. I, I love me some Peter Drucker. I, <laughs> I used to drive around listening to hours of, of him uh, in the audio books. But um, oh. What do you attribute your growth to? Well, uh, you know, I'm not going to pat myself on the back there. We were kind of lucky to be in the right spot at the right time. And in, in, in the sense that user experience does eat strategy for breakfast. And increasingly, organizations are becoming aware of that because mm -hmm. they're saying to themselves, well, well, how come Zoom dominates the video conferencing market when they came into the market like 10 years Wow. more after it was yeah. invented yeah. because of user experience you know it mm -hmm. it drives everything competitiveness etc so a lot more companies have become aware of that and that's really what's helped us grow uh so what, quickly i you know i hopefully we did a few things right also yeah well what a perfect example because i'm sure there are executives that skype that are thinking, oh save the money you know we're good it's good enough experience, you know, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a lot of options. I remember. Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, go to but, meeting. Um, uh, go to meeting was a big one, and uh, yeah. is a big one. Uh, but you know, Zoom just took over the market, and and why oh. do they take over the market? It was user experience. Easy. End of story. Yes, a hundred percent. Well, you've had lots of businesses in different countries. I'm sure you've learned a lot along the way. Based off of all those past experiences, if you were coming into another brand new, totally different business, what would be some of the first things that you think you would look into to start growing that new company? Sure. Um, so going back to Peter Drucker, if you will, yeah. culture culture, and people, I mean, I, I, you know, people say that all the time, but it's, it's really true. It's just so important. The difference between a mediocre employee or or co-founder and and somebody who's a rock star it's just it's just a quantum leap in in how well your company will do so if i was stepping into a new company the first thing i would do is start meeting with all the employees and try figuring out who are the rock stars what is the culture like 
and why. And both can I, you know, change things in terms of the people or improve them and in terms of the culture. And, and, and that's what really what I would focus on initially. And then after that, start looking at things like, you know, the business model and the pricing model and, you know, financing and, you know, everything else. Yeah. And there's such a small percentage of just people out there are those rock stars. For, so the entrepreneurs watching this who are at the point where you're starting to bring in those people. You want to make sure you're not at a point where you're just picking the one who sucks the least, you know, because exactly. I, I agree with you that the, the difference in a rock star versus just a okay person is light years. Um, what do you feel most small business owners do wrong? Yeah, so I think working capital is something that a lot of people, and not just small businesses, uh, neglect to think about. Uh, so in that sense, you know, a lot of small businesses will think, well, how am I going to finance this? Well, I'll finance it out of my own savings. Or... I'll go to a bank if I can, or I'll go to a venture capital or an angel or, or what have you. But working capital, in fact, can be either a, a provider of cash to the business or a consumer of cash of the business. And that really depends upon how you structure your pricing model. So let, let, let me just give an example. If you go to a venture capital and you ask for money or, or an angel, their expected return, 10x, easily, maybe 20x. So if you think about it, really what you're paying, what, what you're paying for is a provider of financing and you're paying maybe 100% per year. Through equity, that's fine. It's not a loan. But at the end of the day, that's really what you're doing. Now, if you think, okay, hang on a second. What if I reduce the pricing of my product and reduce my margins or, uh, or even not make any money at all in return for that client paying me upfront for the whole year? They've just extended a loan to you that has cost you either and, and, or even lose money. You know, okay, you lose 10%. That's like a loan for 10%. You can't get a loan from your bank, but maybe you can get a loan from your customer. You don't call it a loan. You don't tell them that's a loan. You sell it to them in a different way. You say, mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to give you our product um, you know, with a special deal because I love you and this and that. Uh, but you know, I would need a, you know, a commitment from you. you know, this is a, a long-term relationship here. So you know, it has to be the payment up front and I'll give you the special deal. If you can transform your, your pricing model in that direction, it can have huge financial repercussions uh, for how you do business. And I, I think that's something that most people, you know, including myself, you know, when I you know, sometimes neglect to think about strategically. Working capital is, you know, it can sink a profitable business. So a business that's making money and growing really quickly but uses a lot of working capital to get there, whether it's inventory or accounts receivable, mm -hmm. that, that business can go into bankruptcy being profitable and growing very quickly. Easiest thing to happen in the world because they mm -hmm. structure their pricing model and everything else in a way that's, that's going to let, you know, that, that's where they're heading. Uh, 
man, I'm like, I'm feeling anxious just thinking about <laughs> it, you know, you know, doing everything else right. And, and but it's, to, it's totally true. Um, uh, have there been any books that have been really influential on you? So I would say there's one that I, I really liked, which is called Being Wrong, Adventures in the Margin of Error or Adventures on the Margin of Error, something like that. And uh, super interesting book. But, you know, the, the main takeaway that I got was that human beings tend to be smarter than computers. You know, I'm not talking about chat this, GPT, but yeah, I was gonna say, is this pre-chat GPT? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But in general, um, you know, we we tend to be smarter because we guess all the time. You meet somebody at a party, familiar face, not sure. Hey, Mary, great to see you, or you know, Peter, or whatever. And you know, you're you're kind of guessing. You're not sure, and that's what we do all day long. We we make we take decisions based on very little data input and make an educated guess. And you know, X percent of the time we're wrong. And there's nothing wrong with that because then we correct and get the you know the feedback from that. And 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 so applied to business, I think it's very relevant. You know, if you try to come out with the perfect product, you're probably gonna be too late to market. Mm. by the time you get out there or the market is shifted so you'll never get that right but if you come out with you know the minimum viable product mm -hmm. uh, and then you iterate and you know correct the errors that you know you 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 created there so you mm -hmm. know being wrong is just normal part of life that's fine the important thing is correcting it and yeah. learning from it right right um what questions should i be asking you that i haven't uh well um i would say perhaps you know when to take a company into international markets versus yeah great uh national markets yeah that might be uh yeah yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> great topic. and uh yeah so i mean i think it very much depends upon the product and the service that you're selling. Mm -hmm. uh, but one thing I would just like to say is that COVID and working from home and all this has had a really interesting impact in the sense that you might say, you know, I've got this product and this is really a lot of people in Germany might like this product or Finland or wherever it is or Latin America. But of course, the expense of setting up a, you know, sales force in Brazil or France or whatever, it's just, you know, mind boggling. I'll just stay in the United States. But wait a second. You could hire somebody uh, anywhere in the world, really, uh, could even be an American who's, who's living and working in Brazil or in France. Uh, or, or for that matter, if you're based in England, same thing, or if you're based in France, vice versa. But, you know, you can hire anybody in the world. So you no longer really have the expense that you used to in terms of international expansion because of this work from home movement. 
-hmm. It means not only you can find the best person in your domestic market, whether that's the US, Canada, you know, Spain or whatever, but you can just source them anywhere in the world, right. which means that the cost of international expansion has really come down tremendously. Mm -hmm. So I would think about that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, you, I, like I said at the beginning, it depends upon what kind of product or service you have and you know, all those things. Yeah, man. The, I was in a meeting the other day. I think there were four of us and from four different countries on the Zoom, <laughs> but which exactly. happens all the even, time. Didn't even seem like a thing, you know, nobody no, really cared. Okay. brought it up. I think I brought it up about, uh, uh, you know, thing. Uh, final <laughs> words of wisdom, advice for the entrepreneurs out there in the trenches. Um, okay, here's something. Um, maybe, this is paraphrasing something that Bill Gates has said. Okay. But, you know, he, he was talking about technology, but I think this applies to people in general overestimate the impacts of actions they take in their business in the short term, especially when it's a startup or a small business. And they underestimate the impact of those same actions over the long term. Hmm. So, you know, it can be very frustrating when you're a small business owner, or startup owner, when you're doing all kinds of things, creating content, you know, launching SEO strategies, doing this, doing that, trying to get customers. And they're just trickling in instead of the tsunami that your business planning uh, right. said was going to happen, right? <laughs> but then if you give up completely, you may be missing the fact that there is a tsunami. It just takes a while for that wave to build up and pressure yeah. and then hit the beach so it's you know being realistic about timing timing is everything so uh, don't don't give up when you're just three feet from gold <laughs> exactly <laughs>